0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, Great show today. I was joined by my good friend, J.J. Leahy. It's always a great time talking to J.J. Uh, We covered a lot. We talked about the Veep Stakes. We talked about the health of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, We talked about just how much we miss professional sports generally and all the latest on the coronavirus uh before we get to jj guys please uh follow us on twitter at no gimmicks pod please subscribe on itunes soundcloud google play or spotify if you're on itunes please give us a five-star rating and a good review i'd really appreciate it all right without further ado here's my chat with jj Leahy. <laughs> All right, guys we're here with JJ Leahy JJ my brother how you doing
1: Brady thanks for having me on the show
0: again it's been a while absolutely man so uh very important question to start off the podcast uh, we, we've talked a lot you know off off air about how much we miss sports um, it's <sighs> it's really tough right now with with no live sports but here's here's the million dollar question for today what is the lamest sporting event you would watch and not even just like watch you know you What's what's the lamest sporting event you would watch gladly, just to get a fix of professional sports?
1: Man, I kind of feel like I already saw it, and that was the NFL draft. I mean, the draft every year always right. sucks. It's one of the worst oh, yeah. sporting events there are. Um, but uh, this year was extra lame. Um, and uh, you, <laughs> you and I both uh, tried to watch it, and then um, at different points, you know one or the other of us, like I would text you and say, all right, I'm going to go do something else for a bit. Text me if something interesting happens. And sure enough, zero texts from you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, nothing interesting.
1: Dude, this this is, it's such a a bad time for sports fans uh, just in general. And then, you know, I mean the off season for, for football, which, you know, you and I are big football fans. It always sucks for you and me because we are fans of actually good teams, you know, unlike, you know, how the Detroit lions, and Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys, they win the offseason Super Bowl every single year, and you and I have to wait for us to actually start playing football games to have something interesting to watch when our teams actually do well. But I, I'll say the, the other really stupid thing that uh, I've been watching a little bit is: uh, Have you seen what NASCAR is doing right now?
0: Yeah, dude, with the video games.
1: Yeah, video we're watching game NASCAR. NASCAR drivers play video games, and uh, it's it's better than it sounds, and I'm as i'm sitting there uh watching i'm going man what has the world come to that i'm actually enjoying this a little bit that, that's that's how Dude, and i'll tell you what though the,
0: the graphics are like really good <laughs> so like <laughs> oh, yeah. i turned on ES- espn the other day and like i just saw it out of the corner of my eye i was like what they're having a actual, like, NASCAR race, then I looked again. I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's CGI. But, like, it, it looked pretty good. Like, if you're just, like, an old lady or whatever or just turned it on, it would probably, in, like, who doesn't know anything about video games, it would probably take you, like, five minutes to figure out that you're not actually watching real human beings.
1: Well, metal is a really easy thing to, uh, to simulate in CGI. Right. So, you know, with NASCAR is kind of the perfect sport to animate because it can look real. You don't have to... Yeah, you know, and anytime you you introduce humans into any kind of a mix, you can have the most realistic background ever and recreate all that, but uh humans are, are just the hardest thing to make look realistic, so
0: Dude, I don't know if you heard of this, but uh I forget the guy's name. I, I don't know anything about Nascar. I could probably name a couple drivers, but uh I don't know anything about it. I've never really watched it before. But uh some NASCAR driver, I forget his name. <laughs> Got in a lot of trouble during one of these, like, uh, like it wasn't on ESPN. It was just online, but he was playing, you know, the NASCAR game against other drivers. And like, he got like super pissed off and like yelled the N word. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dropped the N bomb. Uh I, I just Googled it. Air.
1: It's Kyle, Kyle Larson.
0: Yeah. He got in some trouble. So, wow. Yeah. Well, what... He just like raged out after he lost. Yikes. He's,
1: You know, he, he's getting introduced to uh, the world of just online gaming in general. So, you know, all these teenagers over the last few years have, you know, they, they've gone through this and learned uh, the, the different pitfalls of, uh, you know, exposing yourself online and, and uh, with all the heated emotions and everything. These guys are used to having the privacy of, of the inside of their car <laughs> to get
0: frustrated. <laughs> Uh, You know, he did make a big fan in uh, Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia. So I guess, he, you know, a little victory there for him. But uh, all right, I'm going to just abruptly change gears here. Um, Check out this quote from uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, the Democrats' presumptive nominee for President of the United States yesterday on MSNBC. Quote, the pandemic is that this president has no intercourse whatsoever with the rest of the world. Unquote.
1: Brady, you and I have talked this uh, uh, to death this morning, trying to make heads or tails of what he was trying to say and what word he was trying to go to instead of intercourse. <laughs> the the biggest thing that, that I, I could come up with is that there is a nice running theme here of, uh, you know, the Democrats saying screw Trump and, and apparently wanting to be screwed by Trump. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't understand what this is. Um, you know, weird, uh, kinky obsession they have with our commander in chief is, but uh, it's a little weird for me.
0: It is weird. You know, they the the left gets sexual with with Republicans a lot too. Like um, like anytime they see somebody holding like an AR-15 or an AK-47 or whatever, they like immediately get on Twitter and say that that person has a small penis. <laughs> and it's like, man, they, they're, like, really focused really projecting. on the penis size. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're really focused on how big Republicans' dicks are, and it, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. But, look, I, you could say a lot of things about President Donald Trump, but a lack of intercourse... Uh, is not his issue. Uh, quite the opposite, in fact. Maybe a intercourse... lack of intercourse
1: with his with his wife or <laughs> wives.
0: With his wi- wives, <laughs> yeah. I mean, intercourse with people he's not married to has caused most of this man's problems throughout his life over the last 50 years or so. To roughly quote an Anthony Jeselnik joke, he's got 99 problems and bitches are all of them. <laughs>
1: Uh, dude, you know one thing that I apologize for that. uh, Well, one thing I thought of as as you were talking about, you know, the the uh, leftist weird obsession with sexualizing everything. Um, I I think to you know any of the um women candidates who have run uh for president um or, or really you know most offices um on a Republican ticket and just the the wacky attacks that you get from the left and from the media. Yeah, you know the, the the different names that uh, Sarah Palin, Michelle Bachman, Carly Fiorina were called, you know, all extremely you know sexist and sexual and and demeaning. It's it, the, the, this this double standard, this hypocrisy is um it, it's it's baffling to me and and I I don't think that it's as invisible as they think it is. I think most people notice it.
0: I I hope uh. I think you're right uh, if you're just talking about the general electorate. I don't know about, you know, hard left or just, you know, consistent Democratic voters. I don't know. But uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think you're right. Well, uh, let, let's talk real quick. Uh, I you, t- you had to talk me into this one because um, the topic seemed kind of boring. But I think it is worth mentioning um, the old uh, veeps, veep stakes, as it's called, who Joe Biden is going to pick as his running mate. And typically, you know— A running mate never really matters. Like, it really didn't matter when Mitt Romney picked Paul Ryan or Hillary Clinton picked Tim Kaine or anything like that. I think the closest thing to a VP pick making a difference was Trump selecting Mike Pence. And uh, you and I both, we've talked about this. Mike Pence actually made us a lot more comfortable in our pulling the lever for Donald Trump. You know, he was a big unknown. He was a lifelong Democrat. You know, we didn't really know what he was going to do. Picking like a, a staunch conservative. You know, as a a full term governor of Indiana with a long congressional career, somebody, you know, slow and steady, very bright guy like Mike Pence, kind of put our minds at ease a little bit. And I think the same thing might happen on the Democratic side. I think it is going to matter quite a bit who Biden selects as his running mate. Um, All he's said so far is that he wants a black woman. (laughs) So, like, qualifications.
1: I didn't hear he said a black woman. I I remember him saying it was definitely going to be a woman.
0: Well, he said woman, and then he said again that uh, you know he it would be even better if it's a black woman. So I mean, qualifications, resume, experience—no, just just vagina and melanin in your <laughs> skin. That's it. Those are the only two. That's what really matters, JJ. So I don't know what, how how big of a difference you think it'll make, and, and who do you think it's going to be? I don't think
1: it's going to make any difference because I don't think that anyone's going to get excited about a Joe Biden ticket, no matter who the uh, who the vice president is. Uh, I think anybody who will vote for him with a woman on the ticket was going to vote for him, other, you know, and any other way as well. Uh, a vote for for Biden is really just a vote against Trump this year, similar to how there were just a, a, a huge number of uh, conservatives four years ago who really were just only voting against Hillary and not really voting for, for Trump. Um, right. Yeah, you had a lot of really passionate. Uh, Trump fans, unlike the, I don't think there's any passionate Biden fans out there. But it you know really was an anti vote, and I think we're I think we're gonna get the same thing this year uh, as well. I, I I I think you know you can spin that wheel, and it's not gonna make a big difference one way or the other as long as you don't pick someone who's going to say something stupider than what Biden would say, and and hurt you negatively.
0: I think that would be a Stacey Abrams would be somebody that's uh, much dumber than even a Joe Biden and let's just say extreme mental decline.
1: Is is uh, is, is Abrams your prediction? You've mentioned her a couple times when talking to me.
0: I don't I, I know that's what leftists are saying and that's what they want, but there's no way, right? I mean she's he, never held he got, office above state representative. Dude, state rep like you or I could go get elected state rep. What are you talking if about? If Stacey really Abrams to.
1: is the imaginary governor of Georgia. Do not knock her. <laughs>
0: I mean, her credentials are being a state rep, and then constantly trying yeah. to start a race war in this country. Like that's her resume. So it's like, I don't know. You, you'd think he'd he'd pick somebody like a Kamala Harris, but I think they hate each other. You know, I, is there any chance he'd go like with a like a true commie, like a true red commie, like an Elizabeth Warren or something to try to appease the uh, the Bernie Sanders types? Man,
1: I I, f- I feel like that would be the smart move here because I don't think that. I don't think that anybody out there who is going to vote for Biden is going to care a ton if he goes ahead and aligns with a, a further leftist wacko um, at vice president. And if you, if you do take someone like Warren, I think you really could help with um, you know, trying to heal that, uh, that divide in the Democratic Party. I also don't think that's the direction he's going to go. My money is on um, my governor, Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. Uh I I Vance really strongly think bitch. I really strongly think that's who he's going with and to be honest I kind of hope he does because I I think that the only way he chooses her is if uh Michigan really recovers well from this coronavirus and so selfishly I really hope that she just does really well <laughs> because I want my state to do well we're not we're not doing too hot right now
0: yeah, there's not a lot of evidence to lead me to believe Gretchen Whitmer would make any good decisions um, going forward. So, because the, uh, so a If a solid if she did, it would be pick. the first. In, yeah, I mean, if if she made a good decision in regards to handling the coronavirus, it would have been the first good decision she's made since taking office two years ago. So, I don't really yeah, see she's, that she's happening. She's been but appalling. That's awful. Yeah, I mean, she's a yeah, she's just a communist. I mean, she's a co- you know, she's a wannabe communist dictator. She's a horrible. I mean, perhaps the worst governor in the country.
1: I I every every few days I start to wonder if she's the worst governor in the country. And then I hear um you know uh, some news out of California and New York and I go okay no never mind she's she's just the third worst governor in the country.
0: But like her orders are even more extreme than like Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom. It's like she's like she's probably not an actual commie like Gavin Newsom, you know. But like she wants to be Joe Biden's running mate and she knows that the Democratic Party is like super far left. So she's like She's like a communist imposter, like trying to do yeah. things that a communist would do, even though she's not. So it's like she'll just, you know, the whole made the comment like after people were protesting in Lansing, she's like, I'll I'll extend it <laughs> for another year if you keep protesting me. It's like, wait. All right, bitch. That's not how it works. It's like, not how like governance works. So she'll just like run her mouth and say crazy shit. She's like, oh, really? You want to have fun? You're no longer allowed to be in a boat. By yourself. Her, okay. Okay. In the middle Your, of a lake. It's
1: like, it's her a comments of, or her 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 rulings about stuff like boats is so weird. You're allowed to take a boat out on the lake as long as you don't use the engine. You can't have a boat that has a motor. Um. Yep. What else was it? You you were allowed to be on the beach, but you couldn't sit on a chair in the beach. Yeah. This is the kind of crap that she makes up, and there's there's
0: no logic She's a logic silly to it. silly person. No yeah, logic She's just to a silly it. silly human being. Yeah. Like she's not like an adult that should be taken seriously on any level. Like well, she's like also she's also been lecturing
1: adult. the farmers too on how to grow their crops, you know, as uh, as though she has ever even been to a farm.
0: What a disgrace! What a disgrace! So, like I said, so I look, I,
1: re- I really hope that's her because I really want Michigan to miraculously recover, whether it's because of her or in spite of her. Uh, I I want I want Michigan to start doing better so that she does get considered. Um. I, I I will take that, she, because Biden's not going to win anyway, so I don't, I don't care if she's his running mate. Plus, plus so. get her out of Michigan I, I, for a bit. Hope... Get her out on the campaign trail and let let
0: somebody else make the decisions in Michigan for a bit instead of her. Right. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for you, definitely. Uh, see, I hope you're right that uh, Biden's not going to win, but uh, let's let's change gears to November here real quick. Everybody says every four years that the presidential election is the most important election ever, and it's never true. Um, it, at least in my mind, that the most important presidential election ever was 1920. You know, after eight years of Woodrow Wilson and communism, obviously we really needed Warren G. Harding and Calvin Coolidge to win. And, and they, they saved the planet and maybe saved the world, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't think we'd still be a country, honestly, if, uh, if we would have continued down the Wilsonian road. I, I don't think so. But I do think that 2020 is an extremely important election. I think maybe on par with like a 1980 Reagan Jimmy Carter. Or Maybe 92. Um, 92
1: was a big year. You know, we could could have continued on with Bush and instead we got Clinton. That was a that was a big election.
0: It was, but you know, Newt Gingrich took over the House and kind of forced Clinton to play ball, and he wasn't really able to uh, get too much of his leftist uh, stuff done. I mean, he had the assault weapons ban, but other than that, there wasn't really. Uh, much leftist policy. You know, he was even forced to balance the budget for goodness sakes.
1: So you, but so you, uh, I definitely think your, your logic is, though is, is non-political here.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. I, Cause look, we're going to kind of get a lot of crappy policy no matter what, because I mean, look like if, if Ted Cruz was like Senate majority leader and, Thomas Massey was Speaker of the House or whatever. Like, maybe we could get some actual, like, small government policies through. We haven't really gotten much of that. I mean, we have soaring deficits. We're still at war with all these Muslim countries with no end in sight. I mean, Trump really hasn't done anything about that. So it's not even, like, policy-wise why it's important, but— I think this is the most important election since at least 1980 because the press just can't win. The press has weaponized the coronavirus against Trump and against—not just Trump, but Republicans generally. You know, like, Republican governors are evil, but Gretchen Whitmer's great because she has a D next to her name. You know what I mean? Like, the press has whipped the nation into a frenzy of fear and forced the government to destroy the global economy. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. The press did that. If the press hadn't fear-mongered this much, have not whipped everybody up into a panic, maybe we wouldn't have destroyed our economy for the next five years, right? And if the press learns, if it's confirmed in their stupid little brains that they can destroy the world to get what they want, yikes. They'll be empowered, they'll be emboldened, and they can't win. It's not just that a Democrat can't win. We're going to have Democratic presidents in the future. There's nothing we can do about that the pendulum swings back and forth but the press cannot win well
1: and 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 okay so th- this is not anything new at all but but the left is heavily aligning here with the media and they are openly saying that this is a, an awesome opportunity to make some big strides towards socialism uh I, I i think um hillary clinton is the one uh i could be wrong about who it was Um, But just a week or so ago was given a speech and and mentioned that this is a a great opportunity if we can capitalize on it to, um, you know, really implement a lot more governmental control and, uh, you know, try out socialism here, full blown socialism uh, in the short term and, and see if it works long term for the country. You know, there's, you know, the whole never waste a good crisis. Uh, attitude is um, really being capitalized on here by the Democrats, and and this crisis in a, in a lot of uh, ways was, uh, as you're saying, amped up and and created by the media. So uh, it's it's been kind of a, a shocking, in your face um, takeover by the Democrats in the media. Although that's uh, you know again a, a redundant statement.
0: <laughs> right. One more thing before I let you go. Uh, and I, I don't like speculating on the show very much, but, like, it's hard not to think about it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was hospitalized again last night for, you know, I don't know how many times she's been hospitalized in the last few years. She's had several bouts of, with cancer. She's had heart problems. She had all kinds of problems. She's 87 years old. Um, She was hospitalized again last night for an infection. She's now back at home resting. Um, and hopefully she recovers. I do not wish ill on anybody, even somebody is. Horrible as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, the woman's a communist who fundamentally hates this nation. Um, But I hope she lives to 120 because I'm not a bad person. Um, But (laughs) looking at the behavior of the press, the panic, you know, the violence of groups like Antifa and, and all these fringe leftist communist groups. If Ruth Bader Ginsburg died in the hospital last night. What 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 does the country look like today?
1: I think I think it hurts the country. Um, I I think that you know public discourse is already at an all time low here, and uh, you know there, there's uh, on, on, on a on a big scale people have to stay home and there's not you know protests and and you know marches and stuff, and and I I think there that there are. Some, you know, kind of scary opportunities for extremists to, um, you know, really try and, and make a point, you know, being emboldened by by all the site. Uh, you know, like you said, neither of us want her to die. We please retire and get out of your job. At, We'd love to. Oh, I do not want her. I do not want her. You.
0: Oh, yeah. But by, by, I don't want her on the Supreme Court till she's 120. I want no. her to retire <laughs> yesterday. Um, she she keeps saying that she wants to spend time serve for three family. more
1: years. She's. She she keeps saying she wants to serve until she's 90. She's 87 right now, you know. But but she has had it feels like every, about every six months some pretty major uh, health scare with her. Uh, you, you do have to wonder how how long she's going to be able to to keep going uh, in her current position. Um, it's it, it it doesn't look awesome for her for sure.
0: I think there'd be blood in the streets today. I mean, I think the Democrats would get violent. I think uh, the Antifa types—not all Democrats, obviously—not not talking about your your uncle that works for the union. I, I mean, the the fringe hard left yeah. groups would start just killing people. I don't know. I, I know that sounds hyperbolic. That sounds crazy, but I don't know, man. One thing—tell me if I'm wrong about this too. This is this was my thought reading this this morning that 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 Ginsburg was sick and, and hospitalized. I think if she passed away, coronavirus news would be over shelter-in-place, social distancing would be over. The press would be encouraging Democrats to go out and riot <laughs> and protest
1: That is a darn Donald good point.
0: I, I bet it would be over. It would be like coronavirus never happened. The press would forget about it and would would switch to full-on Brett Kavanaugh mode, but worse because they idolize uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and would well, just and, be and, ginning and up her, panic and fear, seat. saying that Donald Trump's going to kill everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be out panicking, rioting, burning things, hurting people. and uh I think that nation would completely forget about coronavirus.
1: I think you're right. and and her seat probably goes to somebody like Amy Coney Barrett who yeah the, son. Who the, the leftist you know absolutely our girl hate uh, oh, yeah. be, because Ginsburg is she is their hero on the bench. I'm not really sure you know if so if Ginsburg is is gone who I mean you gotta think maybe Kagan would be the the leftist new hero right
0: yeah maybe sotomayor even though sotomayor will side with the conservatives from time to time on certain things
1: i I don't feel like Kagan really ever does
0: no Kagan's also not that bright
1: well she's a she's a leftist how many leftists are bright <laughs> not very much yeah
0: that's true but yeah, man, I, I think I think it would be fast, and I, I'm not I'm not wishing for that. I'm I'm not saying I want anything bad to happen to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I, I wish her all the best, but um, I and I, I will pray for her full recovery.
1: Gin, Ginsburg, but man, Ginsburg is. I, I is think the it would be Scalia.
0: I just think the narratives. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair, but I, I just think the narrative would shift drastically in a second, and the press wouldn't even talk about coronavirus anymore because they'd have a new frisbee to chase (laughs) you know what i mean like that's it like it would be that would be all over they'd view a conservative originalist supreme court pick as more of a threat than the coronavirus immediately i I I wonder i wonder if we'd be allowed to go back to work (laughs) probably i mean they how would how would they be encouraging democrats to go out and protest and riot so how could they also still push this whole hey you're not allowed to provide for your family thing
1: well, you know what I mean? Be, like it wouldn't yeah, like.
0: Yeah. You, you, there's no way they'd be able to split that baby.
1: I mean, they've they've split crazier babies before. I mean, you know we're, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, listen listen to how they're attacking Tara Reid right now. You know and. Uh, oh
0: yeah, they've 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 split the Me Too yeah. baby for sure. What, what, that is what, a...
1: what was her name? You know, just last year, uh, two years ago with with Kavanaugh. What was her name? Um,
0: Christine Blasey Ford.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Two, two, you know, totally different cases here, Tara Reid and and uh, Blasey Ford. It's absolutely different situations because Joe Biden's a Democrat. Totally different.
0: All right. Even... I mean, the only yeah. the only real difference is, is that the Christine Blasey Ford accusation definitely didn't happen. And Tara Reid's accusation might have happened. <laughs> That's the only real difference. And I don't even know if I believe Tara Reid. I have no idea. I mean, I, I believe in— No clue. You know— Presumption of innocence, no matter who it is, because I'm not a dishonest person like leftists are. <laughs> I, mean, but, I, yeah,
1: I, I, right. I mean, I, mean, I certainly enjoy watching Joe Biden get smacked around with the same crap he's been slinging at everybody else for forever. I enjoy that, oh, of course. But I also, yes. you know, think you got to give him, you know, presumption of innocence. But, but nobody deserves this more than him. That's for sure.
0: Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I think that's all I got, man. I think that's all I got. JJ, where can everybody uh, follow you online and keep in touch and all that good stuff?
1: Follow me on Twitter at JJLahey, L-A-H-E-Y. I'm uh, pretty active over there. Uh, love to shoot the breeze, so uh, give me a follow and uh, hit me up and, and talk about whatever.
0: All right, everybody follow JJ. He's great. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No No gimmicks. <laughs>